Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Benchtown TV. I'm your host, Jim, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Brian and Paul, and we are back covering Disney Plus's newest Marvel TV show, Secret Invasion. Today, we are covering episode three, titled Betrayed. If you found us by searching Secret Invasion in your favorite podcast app, then you found our Secret Invasion feed, but we just want to quickly introduce ourselves to any of the newcomers. We are Benchtown TV, a podcast that covers binge-worthy TV shows. We have seven hosts who have covered over 75 different TV shows with over 350 episodes, so we're sure we've covered something you'll like. If you want to find the other shows we cover, all you have to do is check us out at BingetownTV.com or search Benchtown TV in any of your favorite podcast apps. We recently finished up Succession, Yellow Jackets, and Silo, and we're currently covering The Witcher, Cruel Summer, and of course, Secret Invasion, with many, many shows to come very soon. So please hit that subscribe button on this feed, as well as our Benchtown feed, to stay up to date on all of our new shows. Also, before we get started, I just want to bring up something exciting that we just created in the last week or two for Benstown TV. We absolutely love engaging and interacting with all of our listeners, whether it be theories, questions, mistakes, recommendations, or all of the above. It is one of our favorite parts of having this podcast. We've had a lot of people asking us where the best place to get in touch with us is. And of course, you can always hit us up on any of our socials, Twitter, Instagram, email, any of the above. But we decided that we want to create a community where all of us TV lovers can hang out in one place. So finally, we're introducing our Discord community. It's at its very early stages. Like we said, it's been created in the last week or two, but we'd love to have you guys jump on and be the first people to join and help us build this awesome community. We're already up to 60 members, probably a little bit more by now. We're having a lot of fun. We're having a blast talking about Secret Invasion. Silo's popping off right now. The Witcher's starting to, to get big for us on the Discord. You'll have direct access to all seven of our hosts. We want everyone to have some fun and not just talk about the pod. We want you to talk about your favorite shows and movies in general. Like we said, theories, questions, mistakes, recommendations, we want it all, so please join us. We'll leave the link in the episode description, and we can't wait to hang out. But anyway, episode three, guys, we're here halfway. We're at the halfway point of Secret Invasion already. We just jumped back into Marvel, it feels like, two seconds ago. We missed out on Hulk. We did a little bit with Kyra and Elsa, the relatable pods for Hawkeye, but we missed out on She-Hulk. We missed out on Miss Marvel. We decided not to cover them. We're here on Secret Invasion. We're already halfway done. Guys, what are you thinking so far? I mean, I feel like I was on episode two, really, really excited to be back in Marvel. I thought it was different. And something about this episode, it just sucked the life out of me. It, I feel like we lost a lot of momentum here. It seemed like they are kind of trying to do like, all the stuff that they've been establishing the first two episodes, they're still like trying to establish it. I'm like, I get it. Fury's lost his touch. I get it. Everybody's pissed at him that he went back up to space when he came back from the blip. And I think all of that would be OK if I knew we were getting 10 episodes, but we're getting six episodes. This is about the time where serious wheels should be turning and the stakes should be raised. I mean, there was another death that I feel like we just met the character that they killed off. And who knows if she's actually dead. But I 
I don't know. I don't even want her to not be dead because I don't really care about her. Like, (laughs) I feel very weird. It's not bad by any means. I think the IMDb's have been 737574. That tells me it's an average show, and that's how it feels right now. Um, And I think I've read one thing that really stuck out to me, like the probability of this turning into a standout Marvel show. You think of WandaVision for better or worse. That was different. Everybody talks about it. I think Moon Knight had some haymaker moments in it. This one's just kind of starting to fall flat for me. And I know this is kind of a 180 because I was very positive last episode. Again, it's not bad. It's just okay. Yeah, it hurts my heart. Um, but I do have to say that I kind of agree with you. I'm entertained. I'm having fun watching. I'm not saying that when I go through this 45 minute episode, I'm not having fun with it. But I already brought this up in the last two episodes. And I I do have a bias for the comic book Secret Invasion being a lot bigger than what they're making this show. But like you said, Brian, it seems like they're doing the same thing over and over. How many times do you need to just like reveal a scroll? But not make it that big of a deal and also kill someone off at the end of the episode and then move on to the next episode. And then we're going to have a resolution right away. Maria Hill. I did like that. They killed her and they decided she was dead. Perfect. I'm good with that. We wanted the stakes to be high. That was a high stake. Episode one Gaia. She's not dead. Unless this show sucks. She's not dead. I just, I just have to say it's just ridiculous to bring Amelia Clark into the show, have so much build up and potential with her and her father, who, again, I just want to say for the millionth time, Ben Mendelsohn, if that's the correct way of saying his name, is the man. I just can't get enough of watching him on the screen. And Kingsley Benadir, same thing. Those two are electric together, and they're honestly stealing the show for me as actors. But there's so much more for Amelia Clark, and we can get into if we think she's dead and theories of how she's not actually dead or whatever but my problem is that like you said brian i just don't feel i don't feel the stakes are that high it's just i said that i thought this had the potential of being a freaking movie and a kang level threat and when you see certain scenes like the scene with Talos and Gravik and it's badass and he touches Gravik and the whole entire room turns into Gravik. That kind of shit is awesome. You see the action sequence where they're breaking in to the military persons, the Colonel, I believe they're breaking into his residence or whatever to stop the missile from going off. You see Nick Fury going off, popping heads and, they're turning into scrolls and you're just seeing how quickly, you know, and how much there's infiltration. But besides the fact, you know, okay, there's infiltration. Nothing has really made me feel like, damn, like this is crazy. The number of 1 million, I felt like, damn, okay. We already got the reveal that the mother or the mother, the wife he knew is a scroll. And Paul, clap, clap, clap. You got that right, Vera. You, you got that right. I didn't catch that. I still think that maybe it would have came off better if he didn't know. But we'll let Paul jump in, and then we're just going to start going down the path here. Um, Yeah, so, like, I didn't really dislike this episode. I'm just, in retrospect, looking back, I'm like, all right, what did this episode accomplish? Like, the whole thing with Fury and Talos, like, yeah, I mean, it was cool seeing them, like, get come back together and, like, mend their relationship a little bit. But, like, stopping the attack 
they're kind of like at the same spot and they were before the episode started you know the biggest development obviously gaia but as brian said it's like i kind of don't really care that she died because she blew up a bunch of people unless we learn something soon in the next episode or two that changes that view it wasn't really hers maybe she wasn't actually the one that got shot i don't know can the scrolls can tell what other scrolls look like in their regular form gravic gravic would (laughs) know what gaia looks like 100 yeah so Unless, um, but unless, yeah, I'm sorry. I guess we'll get to that later. A whole thing about guy and whatnot. But in in terms of the episode, yeah, I don't know. It just it, it didn't really move anything forward to me. I do want to harp on for a second what you and Brian were saying about we don't care that guy was killed. Maria Hill has been in the MCU for like 12 years or something. She's been from almost the beginning. You can feel her death. Amelia Clark's my girl. I want her to get paid all the time and as much work as she can get. But episode one, we don't know what her deal is. As far as we know, she's fully on Gravik's side. She has the conversation with her dad. She finds out her mom's gone. Maybe that's when she makes the turn. The bombs go off. We're getting the feeling in episode two. Like, was she a part of it? Maybe she wasn't. We were kind of split there where... You guys were thinking that, yeah, she was a part of it. And I was thinking maybe she was the mole and Gravik just knew she was the mole and used her. It doesn't even matter that answer. Then episode three, they're just like, boom, we have a mole. She's a mole. She's working with her dad. And okay, now you're dead. You know, I think she has to be alive because that's just too messy. And it's you don't give a shit. You really don't. I love Amelia Clark and I think Gaia would be a good character, but I just don't think that death matters at all. I think the thing that ruined it the most for me is that, like, I was most interested in her wrestling between Gravik and Talos. I thought that was going to be a major storyline for the duration of this season. But, yeah, they just ripped it out underneath her feet. Mm-hmm. They went from episode two, where I was still 50-50, where her allegiances lied. And then the beginning of episode three, they just said she's always been 100% Talos. It's like, what? That, that yeah. makes no sense to me. And if she was, then why didn't she just be like... Here's the three bombs. I'll make up a lie to Gravik that you beat the crap out of me. She clearly was aligned with Gravik at that point. I I don't know. I'm just reiterating what we spent the first five minutes saying. Yeah, Gaia's story arc, they did not flesh that out enough to make anybody care about her death. Um, Yeah, it'll be what I got. It'll be really interesting seeing what they do going forward, if they can rectify this situation and we'll look back and be like, oh, remember when we thought that maybe it was something else and you know there was a you know double cross somewhere um but i will say one of my favorite parts of this episode was the character that had almost the shortest amount of screen time and brian's girl sonia i just love the fact that after the revelation of scroll starts coming she's like all right like i'd love to help you but now i i just learned about all these things and i got to deal with all of my men and there's yeah, infiltrate yeah. people infiltrating in in my organization. And I was like, all right, that's cool because it's just showing how widespread they really are. They're in like this one. I know she's really important, Sonia, but like to be in that gang, that's wild. Yeah, I agree. I think Sonia's a really strong character for this show, and I hope we see her more in the future of the MCU. There's definitely things that have been going on in this show that can be good for the MCU. Nick Fury back is great for the MCU no matter what. 
more Talos is great for the MCU, no matter what, because we get more of the actor. Amelia Clark is Gaia. If she's not dead and they can flesh out that character a little bit better, she would be good for the MCU, I believe, at least. Sonya, great for the MCU. You know, introducing Nick Fury's wife, we'll see how that works out. Maybe or maybe not the revelation that Rhodey's a scroll or not a scroll could be good because, again, if he's not a scroll, we like the way that he's changing his personality and kind of taking charge. If he is a scroll, then that could be cool for the stories as well because then we have to find out when he changed or if he was always a scroll, that kind of stuff. There's some good stuff here. There's some great revelations about finding out that literally Nick Fury owes the scrolls everything. Last episode, we found out that he said, you keep your promise, I'll keep my promise. You're going to be my spies. We knew that. We knew he was going to have a spy network. But Mm -hmm. Taylor's pretty much said straight up, like, dude, you were like nothing until you got our 19 scrolls in your spy network. It almost seems like they both knew that that was the case. But Talos, Talos just wasn't the kind. He didn't have an ego like Fury. He didn't need that. As he says here, I don't even need you to say thank you, but don't don't rewrite history about it. You know, give me my my dues at least because, yeah. And that makes sense. I mean, that was his entire spy network. That is a great reveal. You're absolutely right, Jimmy. Yep. In a way, though, it kind of makes me respect Nick Fury like slightly less because like I agree. I agree. Sure. It does make him look lesser. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, he was the king of all information. And, you know, it, it wasn't just his intuition and cunning and deceiving people. It was literally he had people doing all the work for him. And I'm like, well. That's I do like how Taylor slipped it in. He did slip in like, listen, you're you're capable of shit. You're the man. But we got okay. you where you are. All your promotions were pretty much because of us. All of your intel was shit you couldn't get unless we were giving it to you. It's very telling. It really is. I mean, Nick Fury's smart as hell because he thought to use them as a spy network. But at the same time, he's standing on the back of Talos. And I didn't really like about the whole thing this episode where he was fighting with Talos and even though Talos obviously is correct I would be more pissed if I was Talos uh, we've already talked about this blow up that they need to have and they pretty much already had it it's kind of done with but the situation with Talos where he is betraying his race kind of even though he isn't in his own mind because siding with Nick Fury allows the scrolls to hopefully get a better home peacefully siding with Gravik you know, those rebellious scrolls think he's betraying their people. And, you know, it's just two different ideologies. But he is trusting someone who sandbagged him, who left him. And now this person, not only did he leave him and he's not looking very capable in this first three episodes, but he's also like being very arrogant and talking shit to Talos when I'd be like, bro, calm yeah. it down, man. I mean, we can even go back to his wife, or like the opening scene he just dipped like after the blip he came back and then he just dipped again and they keep talking about when you came back after the blip you weren't the same or all this other stuff so if they got to reveal that soon because i'm kind of getting sick of hearing yeah blah blah you used to be this like is he actually doing something because i feel like the the reveal is going to be soon and he was all that time's going to pay off and he was actually like being the man but you know, I think that it's going to this... be a storyline where he's not the man. I agree. Yeah, I think yeah. they're trying to break him down so that he can redeem himself by being yeah. the man later. But 
no, I think he dropped the ball and I, I, I read Banner it the same scared way, the shit Jimmy. out of him. Yeah. I think the blip scared the shit out of him and he went into hiding pretty much and used sword saber. I'm sorry. Which one is it in the MCU? MCU saber, saber right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's basically sword in the comics. Um, he used that as his, his excuse. Um, and well, this is the last thing I'll say about Vara, but um, actually, no, we got a little bit. No, we talk. have we got some stuff yeah. to talk about with Vara. Um, Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. But the ring, they did like focus in on her ring again, but it was in the flashback. So I don't know if that is anything important, but they keep focusing up on this ring that she always wears. I don't know if she lost it. I don't know if she still has it on. She's, but that's going to be something going forward. You're saying put the ring on the board. Yeah, put it on the board or your back pocket or (laughs) wherever you keep your good stuff. Yeah, but I think that the scenes with Vera were were good. I think that, again, you're right, Brian. It is really, really hammering home. Like, yeah, we get it. You left us. But I do think hearing it from his wife is very good. He needs to hear that because it is his wife. Also, is she a traitor? Well, that's the thing. It could be the best of both worlds for us here. I was wrong, obviously, at this point. He knows she's a scroll. Now, could I be a little bit right with that she's kind of a, you know, she's a traitor scroll? I don't, that's it's, another thing. Could it be a red herring or is it possible? It's really the same theory, but different because the right. original question was, is she a scroll or human? And the assumption would be scrolls aligned with Gravik. So I don't think you were far off. That is kind of becoming the intriguing part of this Vara character. And not, to, I mean, that was 100% Rhodey on the line in the ending scene, right? Yep. No yep. mistake in that voice. So really, I didn't grab yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I got Rhodey. And they're, and, we can just jump on this right now just for a mm-hmm. second. You know, they they, they put Rhodey on the phone. And, Paul, you're not alone. I'm talking to some friends of the pod, and they didn't realize it was Rhodey either. Whether we're right or wrong, I heard Rhodey. I saw online a lot of people heard Rhodey. Brian hears Rhodey. Mm-hmm. Um, they also fully leaned in on the nobody calls me Nick thing, which, which I brought up last episode. And yes. Rhodey called him Nick. So, again, they're just... I honestly think that it's too obvious. They're really so, be, are, they're making me feel stupid here. My counter theory, and I hope they don't spoon feed it to us because that would just be bad storytelling. I think my my counter theory here is that Vara and Rhodey just knowing that she's a scroll and he's kind of connected while uh, Fury was away, they kind of maintained contact with each other and kept tabs on Gravik and maybe are kind of playing double agents with Gravik, which could put both of them in a lot of peril. But I, I don't know. That's just me really hoping it's not so obvious as Rhodey is a uh scroll and vara is flipped sides yeah i just really think that the whole nobody calls me nick thing it's just way too in your face at this point and then putting roadie on the phone i feel like you think i'm stupid almost so i i think the roadie calling him nick thing that's one of the few characters that could get away with it because in the context of that conversation he was trying to assert himself talk down to fury be like this is how it is now bro don't talk right. back to me nick get yeah the hell out no of no here. i so like we I, talked I think about it, still it fits i agree both ways that wouldn't be like fit. a that wouldn't be a hole you know but fury did immediately go and say i have intel on someone high up in the u.s government that is here currently that 
is I don't did he say is yeah is a scroll he didn't just say a traitor is a scroll yeah could that be Rhodey did he catch the Nick thing and say that's Rhodey I didn't we'll see but if it is Rhodey I just feel like it was too obvious and I feel like it's a problem if if that's the way they go if they keep it all surface level this way. I'll tell you one thing's for sure. Vara is currently strapping. She's got that thing on yeah. her. She has to go to a safe, uh, safe deposit box just to get a freaking gun. That's yeah. just safe You're handling Fury's of your wife. firearm. You're Nick Fury's <laughs> wife. You better have a whole freaking set of firearms at your house. But also, going back really quick to Vara, we do know that she has multiple cell phones, which if you're a spy, that makes sense. But she does have that pink phone, which cracks me up. Nick Fury knows who she is. He knows that she has work that she does. But the the conversation just cracks me up. Like, so sketchy. She answers the phone, and she's just like, I don't have that in front of me right now, or I don't have that available right now. And he's just, like, looking at her. And then she just, like, looks him and just walks away. Cracks me up. Yeah. It was, like, so obvious that you're hiding something, but, like, you're kind of both master spies. So, you know, you can't just communicate, like, yeah, like lies to each other like it's just might as well just ignore it altogether so i have a question about gravic um mm-hmm. is he already a super soldier or we don't know yet can scrolls just heal themselves like, oh no we do know not, now yeah yeah, yeah so. we don't know when he became but yeah he he used the I Extremis was yeah. from Iron Man 3. Yes. Do you remember the whole plot of that was like the millionaire trying to get like cell technology and he like right. explosions and regeneration. That's what he got. I only connected those dots today when I rewatched. I was like, okay, oh. right. So exactly. scrolls normally so, can't do what he did. No. They can't just no. heal themselves, which means right. we have to assume he has that. What are the, Groot Frost Nova was the other one. And uh, the Frogian. Giant and the Call Obsidian. Yep. All right. So, so he's also packing. And uh, and Talos walked out back to him. Did not see him rejuvenate or regenerate his hand. So he doesn't know that there's any special powers. But yes, we do know now that Gravik at least is a Super Scroll, and he wants all of the world leaders, all of the council members, to be Super Scrolls as well, and he wants everybody to be Super Scrolls. I was going to ask one thing that I just thought of that was kind of like, oh, okay, maybe that's why Gaia was in this. Uh, do you really, do you think it's just because when Talos finds out, he's just going to like, like lose his shit and go like full Terminator mode because they really piled it on this episode. Like, don't put my daughter's name in your mouth. Like, leave, like, don't, like, you're going to be sorry if you do. And then all of a sudden, if she dies, He's just going to go into like ultra kill mode. That's a good point because that's been almost overshadowed by everyone saying fury. You're not like you used to be, but people have said Talos, you're not like the general of old. So I completely agree. This is going to be the beast unleashed. And I think we're going to see him cracking some skulls. I agree. I agree. I really hope guy is not final. There's no finality to her death, but I would love if he thinks she's dead and pops off, goes crazy, becomes this badass, or if she is actually dead, that's 
100% got to be the reason. So Talos goes over the deep end and actually is ready to start going nuts because we saw it. The knife to the hand, badass. Anytime his daughter's name gets your daughter's name out of your mouth. Um, <laughs> he came up and slapped and <laughs> grabbed right yeah. in the face. But I mean, yeah. he's grabbing them. Awesome scene with all the graphics pop up. But then he also puts the knife through the hand and walks out the door. He's he's a badass when he needs to be. Mm. Well, I just thought of something. Since all these scrolls are infiltrating all these high profile people, wouldn't it just be hysterical if like some scroll literally uh imitated Amelia Clark? Like as and she like did the roles of Daenerys Targaryen and pretended to be the actress <laughs> just because I that would know. make that would make Amelia Clark as Amelia Clark canon in the MCU and also maybe Game of Thrones canon yeah. in the MCU. It's like if you they were, actually made the office canon in, in Marvel Comics. That's like amazing. The TV show. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah. It's yeah. like if you could be a scroll and take the personality and position of somebody, somebody's life, who would you pick? Yeah. Amelia Clark would be up there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, let's just talk about Gaia because that'll lead into a lot of different scenes. You know, with our first scene with Gravik, he's meeting with Talos, but he makes Gaia come with him and he wakes her up. She's saying, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? He's kind of being like, yo, so the safe house, eh, Beto didn't know. And what's the guy's name? Brogan didn't know. And I don't know. And she basically. So it was two other people in the car did know, but Brogan, who was the one being interrogated, did not have that information. And Gaia was trying to say, oh, he probably lied just to get out of the torture. But he's like, nah, he he can't. Yeah. Or he guessed. Yes. And he's like, nah, I'm not feeling that. I'm pretty sure it was one of the three people in the car with me. Um, I, I mean, this is just him trying to lean on her a little bit. So she might admit it, which she never would. But like when he's like, all right, you're coming with me tomorrow morning. And he spits out the name of the flight, Neptune, UN, whatever, leaving at so-and-so. Did you guys know the whole time this was a setup? Like he was trying to set her up. She's an idiot. She is. Sorry. Guy, I love you, but you're an idiot. It's crazy. I think that this entire episode was bad for her looking as an intelligent scroll because i think that's why i don't care if she's actually dead or not like it she killed it was definitely it was either yeah it was either very bad writing or they want her to kind of look stupid because i'll tell you right now you know when he says it and then she immediately goes to her phone and types it in i was like wow you are stupid no one else is in the car with you in in graphic this is just crazy that you're doing this right now such a setup then you know, we go through the motions and she has other scenes. One of the big ones is that she gets the passcode for her dad so that she can actually save everything. And he says, run. This girl runs, man. Doesn't want to change her face. Doesn't want to change. And 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 also, I need to make a correction. Paul, I believe it was episode one. You asked me this. And this is why she looks even more stupid. You asked me if they could change into different species, maybe some animals, this and that, right? In Captain Marvel, they do say that you could basically chain into anything living, which is crazy. So she could literally Donkeys. turn into a fly and flew away. Now, in the comics, I researched this, and they could literally turn into, like, a lamp if they wanted to, which <laughs> makes me feel like scrolls are way too overpowered, and that's why they should have been Kang-style 
bigger for the MCU if they wanted to go that route. So she could have turned into a fly. She could have turned into anybody that's not her own face. Now, again, yeah, you know, you I get also, your bike and you start going out the front door, grab it, whether you're Amelia Clark or you're any of the other people, Beto or whatever, he's going to say stop and bust mm. her ass. But still, it was just a weird way of trying to escape. I was also just thinking, like, you're staring at all these prisoners. Why not just let them go? Like, why not just try to let a bunch of, like, uncuff yeah, them, un- unhook them, yeah. let them be a distraction while also giving them a chance to escape? And like start you know, smashing the super scroll stuff. Yeah, I don't know. So that makes me think like it wasn't actually Gaia and like it was somebody just undercover another scroll that was pretending to be Gaia and guys out actually. But like the I don't only know, thing that would, I can think would have recognized them then. Gravik would have yeah. recognized them when she, she changes. He should know that that is or isn't Gaia because he grew up with her. Basically, my um, only guess is that. You can change back into a scroll whenever you want. She could have got shot and as a last ditch effort, just changed back into her normal form to make him think it killed her. And then she could be near death laying there as a scroll. Or and then someone would have to save her. It could have been a different scroll that was portraying (laughs) Amelia Clark. And then when she died, portrayed the scroll Amelia Clark. But then they would go back to the other person still. Ah, no, so we but go back alive. to the original form still. They got a heart oh, same, but they're still alive. Bit. Okay, fine. Keep their keep their heartbeat going <laughs> so right. they can be the other. The school. last thing I'll say about Guy is we were talking about, oh, what did she say on the phone last episode when she was in the alleyway and Gravik was doing that whole thing? I just put it together uh, because I'm so slow that it was her just calling the cops and leaking the safe house. Um, that has to be it, right? Because yes. Yes. that was the only time that she was able to leak yeah. that info. Agreed. Yeah, you got that. Yeah, I think that by design, we were supposed to say, like, what is she doing? Because we they wanted us to think it was bro, it was the other guy, the other scroll who leaked it. And then that's why they go and kill him soprano style. It was and just he, her the whole time. Yep. So again, it's very confusing. Like, did she turn when she found about found out about her mom? Was she always a double agent and it was just a stupid first episode for her i don't know i i'm just shaking my head the more we talk about it the more i just think it was lazy or poor writing i mean especially yeah. when you, i didn't even think she could have walked out of that compound with any face or been like a wolf or something just sprinted away she also didn't have to take the one main road out she also could have swerved around the car like he was still in the car she lo- it was dumb guys yeah. i hate it <laughs> okay she whatever could have, but, she could have turned into a car herself and just drove herself out there <laughs> gosh transformer scrolls sign me up oh man. my goodness i would love that <sighs> all right i mm, we didn't really talk about well i guess we kind of brought up the machine but he was showing it to like the council members this is jumping back um it like is that the plan? Make every scroll a super scroll? Do we think that's going to come to fruition? Like, and also, what is he waiting on? Yeah, so I thought that this scene was going to be him using the machine on himself to show them, here's the first super scroll, and it's me. Now you yeah. guys will all try it. Instead, we get the reveal that he's already a scroll, a super scroll. So, Shooter McGavin looked like he was ready to become a super scroll. Yeah. 
and he was putting those shooters up. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I don't know what we're waiting on. I feel like, again, it might just be maybe they did it off screen and it's going to be another reveal and a shitty reveal at that where they're going to be multiple Super Scrolls. I would hope that for the sake of Kingsley Benadir's character, Gravik being really, really, really important, that he ends up being the only Super Scroll. But who's going to fight many, many Super Scrolls if we don't have any superheroes with us? That's the problem. So, you know, Talos and Fury can fight Gravik as a Super Scroll, maybe. I don't know. But Uh, multiple Super Scrolls, are we going to call in some Avengers? So it makes me think that they are going to have at least a, a one or two big cameos because how the hell are you going to do anything? He did say that was his plan. Well, his initial plan by shooting down the UN plane was to draw a response from the Avengers, like the bigger superheroes. And he seems very confident he can take them on, you know, and maybe that's the reason the stakes seem so low. There really aren't any like superheroes working here. And I guess I was sitting in the praises that we weren't so reliant on the action scenes. But like, aside from Fury, I don't feel like I care about much of anybody. I love Talos, I love Fury, but the problem is that I just think that scrolls are too powerful and important to have just humans fight them. Talos, he's obviously not a human, but he's just a strong scroll. He's not anything super-powered. I think that the scrolls, I keep saying it every episode that we cover, I really wish it was a movie just because it involves bigger players. Are we going to get a roadie war machine deal? Maybe, but again, do I care? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, put. I hate that we're acting like this because usually we're not, but it's just one of those things where I do want to reiterate, I'm having fun with the episodes, but it's just, it's tough. I'm being biased, especially with the knowledge of the comics, but I just, I like the spy espionage genre for this show but i just think that especially making super scrolls a thing i just think that you need a superhero to help you out so where do you guys think vara is going do you think she's literally just gonna go to gravik's hideout where all the scrolls are and oh, she's doing the meet where they said on the phone man yeah oh, roadie yeah. said meet up <laughs> yeah uh, no, but yeah so, i mean so they'll so. get a side meet up what that leads to because her first initial comment was about Gravik. So it's we're supposed to think that they're in cahoots with Gravik, but I, I'm not sold on that. Yeah. I mean, she looked like maybe she like Gravik probably reached out because Vara was so big back in the day and was like, hey, yeah, she come, brought him in. Yeah. Come join the squad like my new revolution. And she was like, nah, I'm good. But maybe she actually was like, all right, cool. I'll get behind you. It well, could go either way. It could. Yeah. Just because. Depends. Go ahead. Yeah, you can see either either the fork in the road. It could be Gravik's inspiration, literally, where Vara is hurt, like she said, crying in Fury's pillow, finds out he's alive, and then he just rolls out on his wife. No calls, no nothing. <laughs> you know, I could see why she would want to be going to Gravik's side on that. Or she can be... Vara, you know, kind-hearted soul, always stays good, gets the call from Gravik, please join the rebellion. Well, my husband might appreciate if I'm a double agent here. 
Who knows? It could go either way at this point. What would you be more interested in is my question. I don't know. I feel like I would want her to be on Fury's side after everything. And I want her to be like walking up and be like, hey, you need to shut all this down and stop this. So I, I want her to be good. Um, but at the same time, it'll make it more interesting if she's got some secrets from Fury. Like she's been in communication with Gravik this whole time and stuff like that. I want her allegiance to be with Fury because I think that would be... I want to trust Fury's judgment of character. I want the people that he confides in and to trust wholeheartedly to be people that deserve that trust. And I, I hope that Vara proves that to us. It is more what it is for me. I agree. And I did really like the interaction between Fury and Talos where... Mm-hmm. Fury was like, this must hurt bad because you do agree with Gravik, but you're staying with me. What's the deal? And he's like, dude, you really just don't freaking know me, do you? I'm with I'm with you. I'm not with Gravik because I'm with you. Yeah, that's kind of nice, you know, and but it is it's it is the deal. Like they have yeah. this mutual trust. They threw down in episode two. They're bickering in episode three, but they're laughing about it at this point. They're homies. They're, if if Fury has a BFF, it's going to be Talos at this point. Agreed. I I think this episode really hammered home that to his core, Talos is like a a morally good guy, at least better yeah. than Fury. I would say, like he he oh, hasn't yeah. been compromised, and I I kind of want to put an asterisk next to it because we don't know what shit he was getting into when he was full on scroll general. He could have done some dirty deeds, but. No, I think Talos is just a really good guy. Just a good guy. Do do you guys think there's going to be fallout from the undercover sc- graphic scrolls in the submarine, like being caught because he was like reaching for the key? Do you think there's going to be like the this is the beginning of the the suspicion of people being like we do have traitors among us? I'm glad you brought that up because I hope so, and I remember thinking it, but I didn't make a note of it. But yeah, I hope. There should be fallout. There were like five people that saw him made a lunge for it. Yeah, there's no way that that could not be a big deal, especially like in the military in that kind of situation. I also really did like the interaction between Talos and the colonel because Talos, again, just like episode one with Fury, he didn't want to kill the guy. Fury gets the gun out and he says, give me the gun. No, no guns yet. And this is where they're bickering, and it's pretty hilarious because Fury's like, you better take care of this shit, bro. But all the way up until when he starts talking shit about Gaia, he doesn't want to kill another scroll, and that's what we've been talking about this entire time. He understands his species is, is endangered. He's a kind-hearted guy. And I really do think when he was the general, he was just pulling the scrolls into the kind-heartedness that he is you know i think that Mm -hmm. that's why gravik was able to rebel and and take over that position and kick him out because he was such an opposite maybe not an opposite to a normal generals but opposite to talos where they're like no we're done with Talos' bs we're going back to the way we need it to be with gravik being ultra violent but Mm. i i really like that whole interaction he shoots him goes back and then he calls his daughter so we see it, man. We see it. Every time Guy gets brought up, Talos gets a little eyes are turning red. You know, he's seeing red. Yeah. 
I was for a second, I was like, oh my God, dude, you killed that dude's dad right in front of him. What's Oh, wait, that was a scroll. It's not his real dad. His real <laughs> yeah. dad. Everything's good. Everything's good. I honestly thought for one second, maybe two, maybe three, that when he shot the guy, he was so mad that he made a mental error and was going to allow the strike to happen and shit was going to hit the fan. And Fury's going to be like, what the hell did you just do, dude? Like, I thought that it was going to be Gaia's name, get your daughter's name out your mouth kind of scenario where he just instinctively shoots the guy and then is like, oh, shit, what did I just do? But, of course, he calls Guy and blows her cover. Would have made for a more interesting story, because then that would have progressed. The UN thing, World War Three would start. Guy would still be alive because she wouldn't have blown her cover. Yeah, I'm in for that. Uh, too bad. Yeah. Swing and a miss, Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> then all of a sudden, that's a phase six movie and not, you know, six <laughs> episode Disney Plus show. What, uh, what else was there? Did we miss anything? Well, just... More there's this episode was a lot of interaction between Talos and Fury. Them getting back together. I did like how Talos was saying in the bar when they when he was eating. It just every every interaction, it's it's very similar. Where Talos is just a great dude, and he's like, Listen, man, you're making me a pushover. I've been a pushover for 30 years. I'm not gonna just jump up and help you with this scroll. Be a be a nice guy and ask me for my help. Fury walks away, turns around, says, I need your help. I can't do this without you. Those kind of character moments I like a lot for this show. Conversation in the car, I liked a lot for this show, for the two of them. I really, like I said in the beginning, I really like having Fury back. I like Talos being in the MCU. I hope he doesn't die in this show. I would love for him to just be Fury's right-hand man, assuming Fury goes back to S.H.I.E.L.D. after this is all said and done and kind of heads the Avengers going forward. I would love to have Talos just, I don't know, maybe the Maria Hill role, just like always around, being that presence. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Jimmy, I, I just want to bring up kind of the anecdote where he's like, what's up with dogs, man? What What's up with that <laughs> yeah. relationship? Why does everybody like it? Like, you can never see one species picking up another species poop. And that was a completely below the belt shot by Fury saying, oh, I'm always picking up your crap after the stuff they just said earlier in the episode. Come on, Fury, read the room. What a bad thing to say, really. We already talked about it a little bit, but it was just not great for Fury and his character. And then obviously the reveal comes after that, that Taylor's pretty much gave Fury his career. If I'm Fury, I'm bowing down to Talos. Not saying I'm picking up your shit. So, you know, but again, there, there, there are a lot of back and forth. And I just think that some of the back and forth, Fury needs to hold his tongue a little bit because Taylor's definitely doesn't believe it or deserve it. And I hope that we're past the point where they're fighting. I hope Fury doesn't say something else that kind of pushes Talos over. I, I just feel like they need to be homies for the rest of this so that we can get to the end and keep our boy alive. I feel like this episode should have been the resolution. It felt yeah. satisfactory, and they they can just move on. Agreed. Paul, what are you thinking, man? What's going through that head of yours? Oh, I don't know. I just I feel like we've had a negative tone this whole episode, and I'm just trying to think. I hope episode four just kind of really sheds light on why. Like, what it? I really I just want to be pleasantly surprised with a big twist that we didn't see coming that really makes sense and ties everything together 
But at the same time, I feel like that's asking a little much. I feel like there's no opportunity unless they really just want to throw it out of left field. There's no opportunity for another big reveal as a scroll that really, really matters to the MCU, except for Rhodey. I just don't think there's anybody else that they can say unless all of a sudden, like, hey, there's Hawkeye. Why is he showing up? Oh, wait, he's a scroll. Like, you know, I feel like at this point you would have had to have established somebody in the storyline, but they didn't. Yeah, I just I don't want it to be like WandaVision where like, oh, my God, the big twist was it was Agatha all along. And we're like, dude, yeah. we were talking about that episode two, episode one. And yeah. I don't want Where's the Mephisto? Big, I don't want the big twist to be like, oh, my God, Rhodey was a scroll because of like the, the and it's like, dude, we literally guessed that episode one. It's like, come on. I, would, I, I really I really am hoping for something that really blows my mind like Loki did, I guess. I guess is what there's going to be for. a scenario. I can see it. A scenario where this episode, one of the episode ends, maybe the season ends where they get into the database of the rebellion and it starts showing us names of scrolls, people that are under as scrolls. And you're going to go down the list and you're going to be like, holy shit, somebody. Not big. Can't do big because that's not good enough for a big reveal. But it could be like, holy shit. I don't even know. Hawkeye. He's big. But, you know, somebody, you know, it'll be somebody that's like Colston or somebody that's noticeable. But not huge. And that's a weird place to be, because at that point, would it be that satisfactory? Excuse me. Would it be that satisfactory to like find out like. I'm already like, okay, what if Rhodey is a scroll? What if he isn't? And maybe that's just because they've established that he's probably the best target since episode one. I don't know. This whole episode has just, like I said in the beginning, kind of sucked the life out of me. I, I'm sad to say that I've had to lower my expectations going forward so that I'm not like very disappointed because right. I think you said it. I, I don't see a twist unless they bring someone who has had nothing to do with what's going on into the fold, which I I would, that would rub me the wrong way. So I don't know. They kind of wrote themselves into a corner, at least from my perspective. There was a lot of rumors and this is totally going back into WandaVision kind of stuff. Mephisto and this and that. And, you know, there was rumors when secret invasion was announced or when scrolls were even shown that it could be like, this is how we get Chris Evans back. We were talking about this on the pod for Fat Dubs, I think, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This is how we get Chris Evans back. Captain America shows up, and we say, what the hell's going on? And even though it's it might not even be a huge reveal, it's just an excuse to have Captain America, Chris Evans, back on our screens. Who cares if it's a reveal? That, you know, It could just be that they take his form and he's in the show or something. Things like that aren't happening, and that's even a basic thought that people had years ago when it was announced, but like, come on, where's Sharon Carter? Or is she going to be the one that's on the database and we're, and it's going to say her name and we're going to be like, Oh, okay. Sharon Carter and fat dubs was a scroll. And now she'll be maybe in captain America four or something like that. And then we'll have to have had to watch secret invasion. And that's where the connections are going to be made. And you know, I don't know, but damn, we kind of uh, suck the life out of each other here, but let's do one more reiteration. I, I want to at least say Kingsley Benadir is the man, and I really hope 
they don't kill him this show. I mean, he's the big bad, so maybe, maybe not. But he is captivating on screen. I love his actor. I love Taylor's actor. I love Samuel Jackson. Those three, who doesn't love Amelia Clark? But no offense, but guys just hasn't been that great. So that triangle there, them in general, um, as long as they make it into future MCU established shows or movies would make Secret Invasion worth it in my eyes because I thought that they were so good or, and are so good. But otherwise, they need to do a little bit more to get me going again. I do agree. I don't want Gravik to meet his demise. He's the actor is great, but I also think the villain is is pretty interesting. He's ruthless and and obviously like logical and calculated. He bested Gaia in his spare time on his way to the parley. He's like, oh, why don't I find this mole too? Uh, and then you know my girl Sonia. I really hope she sticks around. Yes, and I feel like there's a very high probability unless her mole like completely blows up her operation but i think she's been my my favorite like surprise character that they they put into this show i agree yeah like this is a typical disney show where the actors are a-listers and the acting has been good it's just the story is it really gripping you or is it more you know basic level um and you know, right now it's kind of basic level. When we look at Loki, we know we really liked that. We thought that was really up there compared to all the mm-hmm. shows. So, you know, there's there's a chance that you know these last three episodes really bring it home. But like right now, I'm like they could have made this a movie in the sense that why the hell do you need six episodes, like almost six hours, to tell this story? You know, it feels like it could have been told in like two, something like that, if they. You know, wanted to speed it along, but I digress. The show is good. Maybe I'm hoping it becomes great at the end here. Um, but going forward, I, I don't see right now how this is going to crazy affect the MCU as a whole going forward. I mean, it's obviously Nick Fury, so whatever happens with him is going to be big. But like, we're we just going to need a big reveal from Saber, I guess, is what I'm waiting on. We know from Captain Marvel, the Marvels, that he goes back to Saber. Unless they surprise us and make it some kind of... Like, I'm pretty sure that they announced that the Miss Marvel takes place after Secret Invasion in the timeline of the MCU. If that's the case, that's a little weird, especially for the character development that's supposed to be happening with Fury here, where he wasn't supposed to leave them again after he just came back. <laughs> Everyone's mad him for leaving. And if this episode en- or this show ends and he goes back to Saber. Is there just information out that he's with Saber in the, uh, the Marvels? Like the Marvels trailer is them and Saber. And, you know, there he's talking is. with Kamala. He's talking with Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel and uh, Monica Rambo from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You know, the general yeah. storyline is that they're all connected and they they keep replacing each other with each other. They're they're switching between where they are in the world or in the universe. And yeah, there's there's moments in Saber. So that's what I'm wondering how that's going to fit in. There's some stuff in the trailers that I'm not even going to discuss, but I'm a little upset that they're showing stuff in the trailers that hasn't even happened yet. And we're on episode we're going to be on episode four. I don't think you need to do that in the trailer. I know you agree, Brian. Um, 
But before we end the episode, do we want to guess another scroll or is it even worth it at this point? <laughs> I got nothing, man. I'm on roadie. It unfortunately, I don't think it's that kind of show. The reveals yeah. of scrolls are characters that they introduce for the sole purpose of revealing them as scrolls. So I, I don't know. I love the scroll idea so much. I think it has so much potential. And you can see flashes of it in this show. But I don't know. And Paul, what you were saying about how is this going to affect the MCU? Nothing big except for the fact that, yes, there's still a million scrolls in the MCU that exist. This show gave us the bombshell that the scrolls exist in the MCU and there's a million of them. So now from this point forward, we're going to have to be saying, can somebody be a scroll? That's going to be the only thing at this point that I'm taking away from it, except for the characters. If we get to continue with Talos, Fury, Gaia, Gravik, etc., this could be a setup show where later on somebody crazy is revealed as a scroll in a movie or something. And yes, you needed to watch Secret Invasion to know why it makes sense and why it's a crazy reveal. They slipped the scrolls into a lot of, you know, Captain Marvel. They were a big part of it. They even had scrolls in WandaVision, if you guys remember, at the very end and one of the at the end scenes, there's a scroll there. They're slipping the scrolls in. So I don't know. Is this just a Disney Plus show to set us up for some big stuff later where somebody big is revealed and it's just like, hey, we're glad you watched Secret Invasion because that explains to you that there's a million scrolls in this world. It really is kind of like that for these Disney Plus shows. It would be very Marvel of them to do something like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. That would be a hell of a seed to harvest if we're in the middle of, uh, what's, uh, Kang's Kang Dynasty or, yeah, in the middle of Kang Dynasty, like smack in the middle. One of the Avengers just transforms into a scroll. You'd be like, holy shit, that is bonkers, man. But doesn't really do us much help, uh, for these six episodes. Yeah. Paul, any last, uh, final shots? I'm good, man. Tie a bow on this thing. Let's let's yeah, hope for better times in episode four. Yeah, to all of our listeners, we apologize. We were Debbie Downers <laughs> this episode. We hope you took the good stuff from what we were saying out of this. There are some bright spots in this show. We, we're hoping and we're rooting for it. We want this show to be... There's three more episodes. There's time. Give us a good reveal about why Gaia is or isn't dead. You know, give us some not basic reveal of Rhodey being a scroll make his reveal cool there's de- there's definitely things that can be done no matter what when fear is a badass when Talos is a badass we're going to enjoy that we'll see three more episodes left guys we will be back next week hopefully we won't be Debbie Downers but we're telling you guys the truth we're going to talk the truth and listen if you disagree with us Hit us up on Discord. Hit us up on this Discord. We love it. We have plenty of people that want to say, you're wrong about this, you're wrong about that, and then we talk back, we shout them out on the pod, and we discuss it. So the link will be in the description of the pod. Hit us up there, Twitter, Instagram. Now we're on threads for however long that lasts. You know, we're everywhere. So hit us up and let us know what you think. If you think we're being unfair, let us know. If you think we're being totally right, let us know. If you're listening on the Secret Invasion feed, Just hit that subscribe button, but just remember that this is just our Secret Invasion feed if you're listening on that feed. If you search for Secret Invasion, that's probably how you found us, but we have a Town TV feed, and we have a lot of separate feeds for a lot of the shows that we cover. This is not the only show we cover, so guys, check us out. We want you to follow us for all the shows we cover. Yellow Jacket, Succession, 
right now, Cruel Summer, of course, Secret Invasion, The Witcher, and then we'll do part two of The Witcher as it comes up. Just hit that subscribe button, guys. We we love talking to all of you. Once again, we are Benchtown TV. We'll be back next week. And thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Geekscape Network.